and we are back with our latest edition of the Shoot Around, presented by Bench Talk Radio. Uh, we're on episode 54, the Horace Grant episode, Goggles and All. Uh, it's going to be dropping Monday, May 3rd. And uh, welcome back, Blake Stepien. What a return. Great to be back. Thanks there he me. is. <laughs> Emerging from the cornfields like it's uh, Field of Dreams or some shit. Where did this guy come from? <laughs> How long has it been? It hasn't been that long. I guess it has. Like, at least it's been a, a good month. month, yeah. Yeah. It was exam season. I, I believe it, man. I same here. Same I guess <laughs> I guess Western law is a little harder than marketing at Conestoga. Oh, uh, I had no uh, exams. No com no comments on that. But Boom roasted. I had no exams. <laughs> Just a final like I had to work with a client for my final project, but that was it. Yeah, so that answers the question. How does uh how does Western Law stack up against uh, Brock's being the hardest degree in the world? Uh, it's it's not close. <laughs> it's not close. <laughs> oh, in a bad way or yeah, yeah like Brock's Western's actually not harder. Close. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Brock is significantly harder. Yeah, after no, Spima yeah, put you through the ringer, man, you were ready. Yeah, to take on it's absolute piece. Of, it's absolute piece of cake now. Six exams and eight school days, or whatever it was. I was I was piece of cake, as they say. You not show up, Penny, like I did. Uh, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> Remember when you did that, Adam? <laughs> that just that just unlocked something in my memory. I, was, I actually remember walking out of that exam, like, "How'd you find it?" And you, you're like, "How'd I find what?" When the I was walking. I wrote? was walking into the exam as you texted me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, "You're telling me it's not at 7 p.m." <laughs> So uh, at the exam, you got a doctor's note to rewrite and then didn't show up to the rewrite. No, that was, that, a that, oh, that was a different one. Oh, a different one. one. I thought that was that one, too. Uh, no, I just, that, was a, that was an HR midterm that you did that one. I just soaked the zero on that exam. <laughs> I don't think either of those are the worst exam or midterm story, though. With the one he wrote and got a two? Yeah, that's the one that's pretty sad <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, answered every question? It was only was one question, I think. Oh, okay. but it was one. What was the what was the prof that that it was that Kerwin. lady? Kerwin. Kerwin. Yeah, like hers are like very They're, short. Yeah. Like if you don't show up to class, like you're like screwed. Mm. But I have to say, like I was sitting next to you for that exam, like that midterm, and that was to hear you got two on it was absolutely. It was two and a half. It was two and a half, it, wasn't it? Like uh, you got marks you got for three. writing your name, and that's it. Uh, I think well, it was a two. So, I'd like, like to make it known to the listeners I still pass that class. No, dude, you got better. one out of 40. You got one out of 40. It's two and a half. <laughs> I don't Give yourself some credit. I also <laughs> graduated with honors, so just make that Sheesh. Sheesh. So, uh, It's one thing to, like, bomb a midterm or, like, even, like, oh, I didn't know it, so I didn't really write anything. Adam was sitting next to me, and he was writing furiously for the entire time. <laughs> well, I, I I've never seen someone write so many words for so few marks in my life. I figured the more I wrote, the better <laughs> chance I have at getting, like, half points here and no. there. No, she was not <laughs> forgiving. She was not forgiving. Yeah, I think I wrote legit, like, eight pages of, like, essay. Yeah, like, I'm... <laughs> I'll vote for you there. You were writing and, harder than I had ever seen. Man, it. and think about it. You could have just skipped it and taken a zero. You well, could have just skipped it. Well, what does Brock think they're doing here? They wonder why Adam won't show up to exams. That's exactly why. Like, he, <laughs> like that's on them at that point. 
they got to do some positive reinforcement. I remember going into that final exam and I had to kill it. I just grinded in the library for like 12 hours straight. Did you kill it? Because her exams are easy. Like she basically gave you the question prior. Yeah, like but you said, if you show up to class, she kind of tells her, you. Yeah, her, yeah, exactly. If you were in class, her exam was easy. And if you weren't there, it's, you can't, it's awesome. not something you can just, it's not something you can just come up with. Yeah. Anyone else want to rip on my? You brought it up. (laughs) Yeah, you brought it up. You opened the floodgates there. It's funny now. I was shitting my pants when I got the test. It was funny then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was funny for all of us then. (laughs) Luckily, it was probably two of the easiest SPEMA courses that those happened to. The other one was that uh, it was was fourth year, wasn't it? It was Mahjong that you did that. No. that's the one that like all the homework was online every week and you could just easily yeah, stats stats yeah quantitative yeah. analysis yeah yeah that was that was that one yeah it was the where one you where you didn't the, show up you just redo the homework over and over again until you get 100 until you get 100 yeah <laughs> maybe i don't i don't remember which one was the one adam didn't show up to but i do remember. it was that it was that it one was. i remember the text i remember yeah. the text all right yeah that unlocked a memory for sure wow welcome back blake yeah. <laughs> that's a good one anyone else have some athletes number 54 i picked horace grant uh adam mcquade adam brian erlacher brian erlacher he was on that list that i roll this chapman roll this chapman oh, no that's chapman's not it's a bad person we can't bring him oh, is that Come on. Cincy. oh and since true why what did chapman do now uh, Google it. After. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you been living under a rock, man? So. I feel like Cameron even knows what Aroldis Chapman did. It involved a gun, Adam. Okay. <laughs> not kidding. There's Aroldis Chapman gun. We're not talking about his arm. I'll go Brad, Brad Lidge then. Brad Lidge. Brad Lidge. Wow. Oh. You're unlocking wow. memories tonight, Adam. Closer on the 2008 Phillies World Series oh, that, win. Yeah, yeah, wow. Shut it down. One of the worst, one of the worst MLB the show closers I've ever used. Fastball sliders, fastball sat at like 91. Slider wasn't had no bite, and he just got lit. He blew every save. Him and yeah, Joe Nathan a, blew every save. He had a bit of a Casey Jansen repertoire, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he did. Some soft. I'm telling you, man, in MLB the show, you could not get a save with Lidge or Joe Nathan. It's impossible. You yeah. have to bring in a starter to close the game. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, man. I, I don't remember Brad Lidge. I don't remember his repertoire too much, if I'm being honest. Uh, I just remembered he got that save in real life. Yeah, he was fine in real life. Yeah. That will really be the show repertoire was fastball slider, and neither pitch was good. But they did him dirty. Yeah, definitely did him dirty. I just thought I'd pick Horace Grant just because uh, when I saw his name pop up, like I remembered the last dance last year and how like Jordan to this day still just roasts his ass because uh, he was uh, apparently the leak that gave mm. uh, Sam Smith the tell-all about all of Jordan's locker room. Remember his saying the last dance? And he, was always, he was always like, they just assumed it was me because yeah. like – I'm the best. I'm best friends with the guy. I hung out with him all the time, and I told him everything else. It yeah. doesn't mean it was me or something. Yeah, we just think it was me because I slipped a piece of paper that said it across yeah. to him on the table. Oh, uh, and then um, when they like he went to the Magic, and uh, when they played the Bulls, 
after every in the playoffs after every whistle like mj was like shoving him around and stuff like they they hated each other you hate to see that and well now horace grant like just does docs and has a few kids adam i heard her i heard we're having a fight yeah it's true we kind of just got told we were fighting Mm. yeah uh so when we were talking about the uh boxing match two episodes ago uh we tossed out blake versus adam on the card and me versus cam but blake pointed out to me he texted me after he saw that clip and he said actually i would be in cameron's weight class yeah cam and i I are the same weight now we could fight tomorrow so maybe me and adam have to fight now i don't know or maybe blake just has to take on everyone yeah, I have to lose. Yeah. I have to lose fifty plus pounds. Just do a royal rumble. <laughs> well, I have to, every man for himself. Now I gotta gain more weight, man. I gotta gain fifty plus pounds. We'll just do a money in the bank. I'll say this: I mean, all the early UFC fights had no weight classes, anyways. So we could just go old school. Cam, you sound scared. Well, no, I'm saying my heart wouldn't. You talked a big game when you were fighting Tom. You had to yeah, my heart wouldn't be fighting fight Tom with now. you. Yeah. The rivalry here is between me and Tom. Hmm. That has to be settled in some way. Cameron, who would you be more afraid to fight, me or Blake? Probably Ben, honestly, if I had to fight anyone here. It wasn't even part of the question. Yeah. You say Ben's the scariest one here? Yeah, well, also, that, yeah, yeah guys, come on, so that the guy's too quiet. A, that wasn't the question. B, that's a terrible answer for the question <laughs> you're trying to answer. I should be offended by you saying that, but I'm not. It's a, <laughs> I'm not scary to fight. I don't. I wouldn't think. Yeah, Cameron's dodging the question because he's a he thinks the chalk answers Blake, but he's seen I of the five of us here, I'm the only one that's firsthand actually bodied him. So <laughs> he knows he knows the thunder I can bring. <laughs> Who are you more afraid of, Cameron? Yeah, also I wanna I want to uh I'll tell you further, I'm more afraid of further to verify. I'm saying I'm saying Blake. Blake has the size advantage. It's bulletin board material, Tom. Hang it up. Yeah, so what man. Size, what size advantage do I have on you? You're taller than me. Well, I mean, no, but I mean, you compared to Tom. Oh. Think about quick I am, though. In comparison, <laughs> deceptively like, agile for sure. I'll give you that. Like, you got a punch down at me, man. You and Blake are punching out at each other. I feel like that's a much harder punch to land against me. I. <laughs> There's only one way to find out. I, oh, well, that's what I've been saying, then. You can fight both of us, then. You gotta get your flying knees six feet in the air, though. <laughs> Buddy, I've already landed a flying knee straight to his forehead. I know I can land. Wasn't, that. He, wasn't he on his on knees, though? Carpet, though? Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> did you see the vertical? Well, and first of all, I did that on... The vertical water. on water is a little more impressive, though. Exactly. You saw how high I jumped yeah, when I was, was on water. Imagine, it was very impressive. It was imagine very impressive. solid ground under my feet. I can't. I can't. It's like gravity doesn't even apply. That would be like a real Duho choice situation. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> but no, like I, I'm not afraid to answer that question for myself. I'm more afraid to. I would be more afraid to fight Adam than Cameron. Yeah. Big time. I think it's clear, but that's my answer too because I'm trying to get out of my fight with Adam and fight Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> Ben, who of the four of us, who would you least want to fight, and who do you think you could take the easiest? Just sewered me. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, you, you can't sit idly by for this. Uh... Um, I would least want to fight probably Blake based on size alone, tallness. And he, I know he's been in the gym lately, so I don't want to, any of that smoke. Who could I take the easiest? I got to plead the fifth on that. I, I don't want to hurt any feelings on this pod. <laughs> it's not what I came here to do. <laughs> what a diplomat. Yeah, that... I don't know, man. I've never shied away from hurting feelings on the. No, nah, that's not true. I'm... <laughs> hey, I, I've never shied... for it. I've never shied away from hurting Cameron's feelings. Yeah, has your mom listened to any more podcasts recently? Uh, all quiet on that front. If she has been, it's she hasn't told me so. And has your dad, Cameron, said anything more about Tom? Not in the last couple of weeks, no. Yeah, I don't think I, he listens to all of them, but he checks in every once in a while and just makes fun of whatever Tom says. So yeah, based on that, <laughs> based so it on sounds like we just lost two uh, two listeners. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, we can't afford that. We're we're uh, <laughs> we're bleeding. Uh, brings us down to ninety nine thousand ninety eight. Yeah, that's some good quick math. Uh. Yeah, honestly, from what Cameron's dad was saying, maybe maybe the fight card would I would have to take on both Burgesses one after another. Of a triple threat. Just line all of them up. There's line plenty up the of whole them. Family. <laughs> I can take your whole family down. I don't even know what to say to that. Prove me wrong. Fight for your family's honor, Cameron. You're just gonna take this? I mean, is Tom going to brag about beating up like a 55-year-old? Well, your dad is way more. Like, I mean, is your dad a big guy? Yeah. Yeah, but he's on like half a knee. Not to play I mean, this card. Regardless, if he, took, if he took the whole family down, like, I, would, I, I personally would say I mean, that. <laughs> I'll be honest. Adam's kind of like, he's like small, but he's kind of like crazy. I think if you got in a fight with him, like, he just something in Who? his brain like wires would just cross and he might like kill somebody who Adam. his brother his brother you think yeah man. when he gets mad he's like he's like a different person something snaps in his brain whenever he gets pissed off so i think in a like fight Mike actually, Smith when his wire crosses <laughs> Yeah, Jordan Bennington, whenever he's trying to fight everyone on the ice. Yeah, what's with that guy? I hate that guy. Let's talk about that guy for a second. He's not even good anymore either. Like, it's okay. (laughs) I got to look for a fight. Like, it seems like every night. Good point. So, yeah, I don't know. That was a little top of the episode banter we had going there. I still think I could... Uh, beat up Cameron's whole family but as we move on here this week we don't have any uh, we don't have any kind of gimmicks or trivia or draft format we're just kind of going through the topics kind of got some segments going uh, I wanted to kind of test the waters with Blake back we need to find our rhythm again with the five-man unit and then uh, maybe we'll get back into draft mode uh, get back into trivia mode uh, so, well, let's start off with a little NFL draft talk. So, uh, Blake and Adam, I, well, did Adam watch it? Blake said he didn't. I watched it, like, 
closely up until Mac Jones got picked, and then I kind of was just like background noise. So you waited until the best pick of the draft and then stopped watching. Dude, did anyone else think that Mac Jones was there by himself for the longest time? Like they did not show his family until after he got drafted. I felt so bad for the guy. Like he was just falling and his family wasn't there and he was just watching all his teammates get picked before him. Then he gets drafted and then he strutted out like he ran the world. Uh, Yeah, it it was kind of weird. It definitely looked like he was on his own island there. And every time a Bama guy got picked, he like kind of ran out of his cubicle to like dab them up. Good leader right there. That's what you like to see. That's a lot of people to dab up. Is he a day one starter? No, buddy. Cam. I doubt it. Oh, Cam came back? Cam's first throw and where he spiked it straight into the turf. (laughs) I'll be doing the, all right, Bill, let's bring in the reliever here. Bring in the righty. (laughs) Time for the Mac attack. Have they already said that he won't start day one? Like Cam is our guy? Yeah, I think I saw a quote. I can't remember if it was Kraft or Belichick. Somebody said it, though, that Cam is still the guy. Don't they have Jake Fromm, too? Or am I making that up? No, that's no, Buffalo. No, Buffalo. That's Buffalo. I forgot yeah, yeah. Buffalo had Trubisky, too, yeah, Trubisky, till the other day. Jake I'm like, Fromm. that is random. <laughs> hey, we're we're uh, building a bit of a quarterback factory. That's all I got to yeah, say about that. They got to send Trubisky back. To, he got recalled back to the factory after starting a few years. And Jake Fromm, he's a work in progress. Where did Justin Fields go? Chicago, Chicago traded up for him. I I kind of like that move for them, but then again, like who the, who the hell knows, man? Going into like after he beat Clemson, like everyone was so high on him that they there were ESPN think pieces about how Fields might actually be the best quarterback in the draft, and then within like a month and a half, when all the scouts started watching tape, it all kind of cooled down a bit. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I feel weird. like I'd still take him over Trey Lance <laughs> if I was a GM picking my quarterback. It's, it's weird. I, like every quarterback kind of had warts to a certain degree. I did think what I thought was wild was clearly um, San Francisco floated out the uh, Mac Jones at third overall as like a bit of a smoke screen. And like everyone thought that was going to happen, but it's the whole narrative behind that was wild. Because going into the draft, like everyone was shitting on, like every ESPN talking head was shitting on Mac Jones and like, oh, what an awful pick that would be. Like I saw Mina Kimes on ESPN literally say that if they take Mac Jones third overall, it just further proves that Kyle Shanahan knows nothing about uh, scouting quarterbacks. I'm like, are are we on a different planet here? Like Kyle Shanahan's literally the quarterback whisperer and you're just some random ESPN talking head. Like the takes were out of this world. And then once Mac Jones fell to 15th, suddenly he wasn't a bag of shit anymore. And everyone's like, oh man, what a perfect landing spot. He's going to be amazing. And it's like, can we not find a middle ground here? Like... You don't need to say the guy is horrendous and there's no point using a third overall pick on him. And then when he gets taken at 15th, it's like, damn, Belichick did it again. Like the same people on ESPN were saying that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I still think like the highlight of the day was the whole Rogers not wanting to go back to Green Bay thing. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. what's materialized out of that. Yeah. You said if the GM stays, he's not going back. Yeah. Does so anyone know Aaron what Rogers is, is going to be full-time host of Jeopardy starting this fall? 
Sounds like uh, the, <laughs> the Drew. What? What's his deal? Like, why doesn't like what's their beef? He's pissed so he was, the love pick last year, the Jordan Love. Yeah, he's still mad about that. Yeah, didn't they just have the best record in the NFC? And this year they had a questionable pick, didn't they? Uh, just another defense. Like they player. still didn't take a yeah. receiver. They never get the a only, offense. Yeah, the only offensive player Devontae Adams in, in the first round. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's not like he doesn't so have overblown. weapons. I don't. I don't get it. Like, what's his issue? It's not like he's gonna go lose the starting job. Like, sure, you drafted a quarterback, but you're still the starter. Yeah, you're, you're Aaron Rodgers. I, I think he's looking at it thinking he has, like, two, maybe three years left and saying, really? why are we not going all – well, he's 37. Is he really? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So, I think he's looking at it from a sense of being like, like, why are we not going all in and, like, trying to win a Super Bowl now? Because, like you said, they were – I think they were 13-3. and three. They were in the NFC Championship game mm-hmm. and, like, really had a chance to win it. So it's kind of like, why not make those, you know, one or two moves that kind of puts them over the top and gets them back into a Super Bowl while he's still there? They clearly what they're doing is working. Like they, there was that graphic where it's like they've, other than uh, Jordan Love, they haven't taken, they've taken a defensive player with their first round pick every time in the last 10 years. But it's like, it's like, okay, sure. That seems bad when you frame it that way, but they also, it's not like, they don't have weapons like as you pointed out they have uh Devontae Adams they have Aaron Jones they're just better at finding guys elsewhere in the draft just because they have a different draft strategy doesn't mean he's throwing yeah. to like scarecrows yeah. out there but also after Adams like they don't really have another like star receiver. all this scantling's fine like they have like T- a canyon's pretty sick now yeah. they're a tight end like they have a lot weapons. of yeah yeah their offense was humming last year like it's I don't. I think that's. I think that take is kind of tired and overblown. It's just he feels disrespected by the Jordan Love pick, and he's kind of saying like, like "Well, I hate to like draft day to come say this." Like, I, I, I think guess, it's been kind of going on for a while. Yeah, I will yeah. say. Tom Brady did the exact same thing with Jimmy G. He went to Robert Kraft and said, it's me or Jimmy G because they refused to trade him. Belichick refused to trade Jimmy G. So Brady went allegedly. right above the head. No, it. Did allegedly. you read this from that hit article, Tom, that ESPN one? Man, like it. With Wickersham or whatever his name is. Not credible. He was right about him leaving for Tampa. No, Wickersham had that beat. Like that A was what Broken happened clock is right twice. It- yeah, it's not how the saying goes. Like it you was blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. It's literally the exact same situation, except one team sticking their heels in, and the other said, "Oh, no problem. We'll just get rid of the other guy." Like Robert Kraft's like, "Okay, see ya, Jimmy G." Turns out he wasn't that good, but the the Packers are digging their heels in and saying, "No, we we want your replacement around right now." Like they should have every right to do that. Like I understand. Yeah. Like what is having a replacement on the bench due to the starter? Like, yeah, I know exactly. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like, are they know. not even allowed to think about their future until you're gone? That's kind of what he's making it sound like to, in his mind. It just don't have a backup QB at all. You don't need one. Yeah. <laughs> just don't even have a guy. Yeah, Use the roster spot for someone else. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he, he wants like more of a Josh McCowan guy who he's not afraid of taking his well, he's not afraid of Jordan. Why is Marcus. he scared of anyone taking his job? <laughs> I don't think like he's I don't Rogers. think that 
I don't think he's Isn't a great... he the reigning MVP? He is, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think it's more like he does he's trying to win a championship and doesn't give a shit about he's like, why are we spending so much time developing my replacement in the middle of us in the middle of our championship in the middle of my championship window, you know what I mean? Like I do think the thing that- I saw too was I was watching Tim and Friends, I guess it's called now. And they're talking about like how he watched um, Tom Brady obviously go to Tampa and then like they immediately just bring in more weapons on top of the weapons they already have. Yeah. Like when, t- when Brady went there, they already had decent receivers and they continued to add. Yeah. Just- like it's also kind of different. I feel like everyone wants, like it seems like there's such a, like Brady's such a magnet. I feel like everyone wants to play with him. I feel like no one even wants to play with Rodgers. Like low key. I feel like everyone hates him. Yeah. I'd be scared to play with him. Yeah. Like, there's so many clips of him, like, losing it on people. Like, what's the one receiver yeah, that you just said, Tom? Brady. Yeah, Brady, Brady chews out his receivers all the time. Yeah, but Brady has 100 rings. People get over it when you win. Yeah, but, if, like, Rodgers had weapons, like, more weapons with Green Bay. He would also have multiple rings. Yeah. well, That's I, his argument. I think it was and more he, he was, had, um, he was tethered to McCarthy, Mike McCarthy for – most of his career. Yeah, that's we don't, talk, we don't talk about him. We don't talk about him in this house. They've had plenty of weapons. <laughs> just a absolute fucking janitor as a head coach for most of Brady's career. For what it's worth, my grandparents are huge Jeopardy watchers, and they were very pleased with the job that Aaron Rodgers did, and they said they would be happy if he was hired full time. So, I guess Man, he was seen, good at I've it. I've seen some. Yeah, I've seen some clips. Uh, not as a host, but I saw some clips of him as a contestant. And he was actually, like, weirdly good at Jeopardy. Didn't he win like, Celebrity Jeopardy? Yeah, he Pretty did. Pretty sure he, he won did. it, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that is. I found that, so, I found that so random. Better trivia guy than you, Blake? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've never seen the two of you in the same room answering trivia questions before, so I'll suspend belief there and say, I think you could hold your own. I, I appreciate that, but no. <laughs> Yeah. Another note on the draft is what like why is Cincy taking another receiver when their QB just got sacked 900 last season? I yeah. feel like Joe Burrow might have actually played a huge role in that though cuz he just loved his boy Jamar Chase so much yeah. and obviously yeah. they had the LSU connection but you're right they should have taken that tackle for sure. Is he going to love it when he fucking tears another <laughs> ACL? <laughs> That's a great point. Next year. I didn't pay attention. But like the next pick didn't that big Hawaiian guy go? You had two, was it? Yeah, next pick or two picked later to Detroit. They're saying like he's like a guaranteed Hall of Famer. Whoa! <laughs> or did I just make Whoa. that? Up? No, that, no. That's what I read. I said he was the only. There's some guy throughout the take. There was only one surefire Hall of Famer in the draft, and it was that tackle. Yeah, one a surefire Hall of Famer. They're calling yeah. this kid. <laughs> And it was the position they needed. Ever, they like, as a tackle, to be surefire Hall of Fame, you have to be absolutely disgusting, too. Yeah, I don't think no I've one ever. I don't think yeah. I've ever heard that about any player in any sport. Surefire Hall of Famer. Uh, anything? So NFL draft wise, I just thought this was a weird year for QBs because I didn't think going into the year it was supposed to be kind of like a deep QB draft. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't marketed that way until like it's like everyone kept. Like Zach Wilson shot up, even though he looks like a fifteen-year-old. Those clips of him like being so scared on stage are so funny. 
Have you yeah. seen those on Twitter? Oh yeah, yeah. Like just like <laughs> these massive linebackers around him and like He's just kind of like he kind of stepped forward like he was going to get in the shot. And he's like, no, no. Yeah. So, Imagine him on the field when he's getting chirped. Yeah. Like he shot up the rankings. Trey Lance shot up despite not really playing much. And then like field, uh, Mac Jones's championship like that put him right in the first. Like, I don't think he was supposed to be a first round pick until this year. He had to win the quarterback battle at Alabama. So he yeah. wasn't even yeah. on the radar. I think it's kind of interesting. Like Zach Wilson, obviously, um, the Jets taking him, his whole thing. Like even though he looks like he's pre-pubescent and, and would like get smushed by a tackle, he's uh, he kind of apparently on his pro day, he was kind of doing some Baker Mayfieldish things, where like off his back foot, like doing kind of like sick crossbody throws and stuff. So that type of tape, I guess, is just what kind of made the Jets like I guess he's that type of build or profile Trey Lance it's like it's he's kind of like the Josh Allen pick of this year's draft just pure tools but he's barely played so that's kind of and Kyle Shanahan I think is the guy to take a guy like that and make him legit like it's not if he went to a team like um like the Adam Gase Jets he would be horrendous but I think I think uh, Jimmy G will go in as a starter and he'll come along and he could be pretty awesome. Justin Fields like kind of dropped, but he's a toolsy guy. They just said like, they don't know if he can read, like make reads. And then I also he- saw with, with fields, everyone ripping apart his throwing mechanics too. Yeah. Yeah. I heard it was kind of like, um, he's a little too over the top or something like that. Like he's got like a long delivery. I saw everything I saw was like when he winds up, he holds the ball like below his elbow. So he's winding up like this, whereas like you see other quarterbacks and they have the ball up more. Yeah. So you're saying that Carson Wentz does the same thing. Yeah. Like he, he throws it like this. Like when yeah. he comes back, he's like that. Yeah. And then, Mac, sucks, so. and then Mac Jones, obviously, like he obviously had an awesome season, but it's kind of no one else had the weapons he had this year, like two, two wide receivers taken in the top 10, a few offensive tackles, like Alabama's team was just absolutely crazy. So it'll be interesting to see, like, obviously the Patriots are always kind of a good system to put a guy in, but they haven't had a ton of luck lately with their young QBs really. So it'll be like, other than Trevor Lawrence, it feels like all of these guys are just throwing a dart at a dartboard. Like, I don't know. Maybe Mac Jones will be sweet. Maybe he'll suck. Same with Trey Lance. Like, you could tell me any of these guys will suck, and I'll believe it. Hmm. Trevor Lawrence is just the only, like, um, he's kind of like Andrew Luck in that he was just pegged as first overall pick and – kind of like a Peyton, like a Manning brother type from high school, and he did nothing but perform and mm-hmm. do it. So. Who do you guys want, like, the Patriots fans, who do you guys want to play? Do you want Mac Jones to play right away? No. Uh, I want to see Cam, what he can do with some real weapons around him. But like I said, that first time he spikes a throw right into the grass, I'll, I'll be calling for Mac Jones. Hmm. I think 
getting a like an actual training camp too could be a big difference for this year compared to last year. But I mean, like Ben said, as soon as he throws one like five yards short, just straight in the dirt, I think I'll probably be be on the same page, just waiting to see what Mac Jones can do. And I hate to say it, but I think Stidham season's over. So let's be I, I real here. The the AFC East runs through Foxborough again. We're nasty. <laughs> just leave it at that. I don't know. Got the two star tight end, so that's pretty sick. I don't. I'm not going to dignify that with like. I think it runs through the reigning division. AFC East is Bill's country until proven otherwise. You guys have nothing to say about that? Like what? I mean, we'll let the season do the talking. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I really liked the Bills draft this year. Like they didn't really lose anyone off their main roster, really. Like uh if anything, I kind of liked the tight end they added from Seattle. I'm blanking on his name. Um, but I like him. They have like that star if It's tilt. Jacob Hollister, you're gonna be very disappointed. It is Jacob Hollister, and he's he's a good blocking tight end from what I've read. Like, they don't need – like, Tyler Croft and um, – oh, fuck, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, the guy they drafted a few years ago, like, they have two tight ends that are good pass catchers already, and Hollister is more of a blocking guy, so I'm fine with that. Uh, on the on the line, they added Star Lutalele or whatever. He's solid. And then, uh, I don't know, their draft, they just added a ton of defensive end talent and a ton of offensive line. Like, they saw what Tampa did, and they're like, we're winning these games in the trenches. We're, we're beefing up the lines, and uh, the Bills are going to be a physical team this year. I like it. I like it a lot. During Mike Weir's trending on Twitter. What uh, happened to Mike point- Weir? He won his first uh, senior tour event today. Yeah. Well, so, you had to day. leave with that, man. <laughs> I thought he died from. <laughs> <laughs> That's so classic. You see someone trending on Twitter, you automatically yeah, see you they scared. died. Yeah. So it, you had to follow that up quickly, man. You had to tell me why Mike Weir was. That was trending. good news. I thought you were the big Mike Weir guy. Yeah. Don't bring up Canadian golf anymore. <laughs> Buddy. Have any of you guys met Mike Weir? Can't say. No, did you meet him in a hot tub or what? No, I met him at a Jays game, man. Oh, man. You meet him in a hot tub. What does that mean? Oh, I met Daniel Alfredson (laughs) in a hot tub. I told that story a few uh, podcasts ago. Okay. (laughs) Mike Weir, I met at a Jays game. He was in the TD Comfort seats at one of the games, and we were five rows back, and uh, he signed the bill of my Jays hat. So that's kind of a a, uh, random piece of memorabilia. Is it framed? No, it's all like grass stained and shit. And uh, it's got like. Sounds like you treated it well. It Well, before he signed it, it had like every Blue Jays bullpen pitcher from like 02 to like. Nice. Uh, <laughs> that's like where the 07. love, that's where the love of the bullpen. <laughs> oh, man. Give me like Kevin Brian, Gregg. Tell me you have Kevin Gregg on there. He might be on there. I know Brian Tout's on there at least twice. Oh, and then geez. under the bill. At least twice. At least twice. Oh, yeah. Brian Tout loved giving autographs. <laughs> Josh one Powers. time, 
I have. I got. Oh, sorry. No, hit me with it, man. One time, I got Blake's dad to uh, get me a signed hat of Michelle Wee. I still have it. It's yeah. a great, a great hat. I thought you were gonna say you got Blake, Blake's dad's autograph on a hat. That would have been cool too if I had that beside <laughs> Michelle Wee. But I kept waiting for her to become the best golfer in the world, but she never quite yeah. panned out. You got a Michelle, yeah. You got a Michelle Wee autographed hat when she was like seventeen. Like she was still supposed to be good. It was when her hype was real. Yeah, didn't she like she made the WPGA? Is that what it's called? LPGA. LPGA. She made it like 15, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I kind of remembered that, but I never really checked in, like, so she hasn't become the next Tiger Woods? No. The hat's not worth much more than the actual value of the hat. <laughs> yeah. She went down in value. Like, I, I got one of those uh, Blue Jays charity gift bags at one of the games because it said guaranteed signed baseball. And it said, like, one in ten chance at getting a Jose Batista signed baseball. I got Steve Tolleson. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Tom, I had the exact same story, but at a Leafs game. And he had a one in – this is, like, during the bad years. But I had a one in ten chance of getting a Phil Kessel signed puck. And I got Colton Orr. <laughs> <laughs> Colton Orr would be nasty. Yeah. Man. I would be like Colton Orr signed puck. That guy was a banger. It's, al- it's hilarious. <laughs> the exact same story. but Steve Tolleson maybe played 20 games in the show. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. It was, he was like the same type of player as Joe Inglet, just nothing. Joe Inglet. That's like when you wanted Drew Doughty's autograph, and then that <laughs> random guy signed it as Raphael well. Just, <laughs> he just ruined Raphael. the value. That was the captain. What do you mean, random Austrian. Guy? It was so like you know. Yeah, but he's not Drew Doughty. You know, Where's he now? They, uh, Raphael Rotter. He's in Germany, man. I actually I was playing. Uh, he was pretty gross, you know. Yeah, I was playing hut and uh, this year and I opened a pack and I got like some limited edition German Raphael Rotter card and he's an 85 overall. I'm like, in what world is Raphael Rotter? I don't even he's know. Played, what... He's played for Vienna every year since 2008. You know, you're bad if like your limited editions in 85. <laughs> <laughs> It came out like around the world juniors and the, they were just pumping out like international cards or whatever. So they hit me with the Raphael Rodder and it brought back memories of him, uh, him meandering his way onto the flag. <laughs> I had drew Doughty sign. Like I was in like grade six maybe. And like, yeah, like get drew Doughty's autograph on my Guelph storm flag. I'm like, yeah. And then all of a sudden Raphael, Raphael's just like, you want me to sign too? I'm like, so it's i've been funny if you big leagued them though like no no No, i don't actually imagine you said no move along rotter (laughs) who'd requested you did you know who he was at the time or was he just like like... i knew he was their captain oh drew doughty no rafael rotter like was he just there as like a guy on the team or were you aware of like Like, i knew he was was. the captain like i didn't Thanks, though, like, I wanted this guy's autograph. <laughs> Drew Doughty must have been gross at the time, then, if you wanted yeah, to be the captain. He, yeah. yeah, he was. He was was like, this, like, his draft year, or was this after, like, when I he got drafting? Maybe before, I don't know. But I just know Guelph kind of sucked, except for him. Like, they were – Did he even come back after his draft year? Pack. No. 
uh, Drew Doughty or well, yeah, Doughty, Doughty, Doughty went back. Doughty went back. Did he? I'm pretty sure. I think so. Maybe he did. I don't know. He played three years for Guelph. That means he went back, right? Yeah. He went back. There you go. I I have to say, once Rodder signed that flag, I wasn't in on the storm for a few more years. It took <laughs> took me out of the mood. Up tracking storm. Yep. Yeah, I went in the wilderness and stopped tracking storms until the uh, Brock McGinn, Tyler Bertuzzi mm-hmm. year. 2013 team. Cup roll. Kirby Reichel. That team, that team was a wagon. Matt the Finn. Storm might be my team now that Brampton's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I used to run into the Storm game. Gone. I thought you were a Storm hater. I feel like that was a thing. Was that yeah. everything? You, you could also be a Steelheads fan. He, he, was, he was cheering for Ottawa. I know that. And then one. I just went because there was like 40 Team Canada guys in that series. Mm-hmm. They they came back from World Juniors and every Team Canada player went to Guelph or Ottawa. Yeah. So you becoming a Storm Tracker, plenty of room in the... Either a Storm Tracker or, or I might be a Rangers fan. Still that, year was so, that year was so random because everyone thought Guelph was selling. Remember they traded Ryan Merkley? Yeah, yeah. Everyone thought Guelph was a seller, and then it came back after the World Juniors, and we just bought like Suzuki and Entwistle and yeah. uh, um, that defenseman. What was his yeah. name? Mark guy from Sean yeah. Jersey. Phillips, yeah, Phillips. And Jersey too, yeah. Holy and Jersey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were gross that year. But Adam, if you have to, if you have to say, oh, it's either that or the Rangers, then you're not a storm tracker. That's I still got a little little love for the dogs in my heart too. You can be a dogs fan and a storm fan, but Rangers, yeah, they, you, they play like once a year. Wh- what are you basing this on? Oh, the odds just gross. Love going to a game at the odd. I'm just if saying, if, gross, team, if you're picking another team close to you, that would be Mississauga. Yeah, but they get yeah, but they get on. just as many fans as Brampton got. They're going to be gone in those so time. zero. Yes. Same amount of fans as the beats got, too. Too soon. So zero. I don't know when they're going to learn that Brampton and hockey just. <laughs> Dude, I feel like everyone looks at the population the of Brampton and is like, oh, this makes sense. And then they put a team there and they get like 200 people showing up to games and they just don't understand what's going on. Are the beasts yeah, the they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're gone. Yeah. All I right. found out the other day, though, you know, um, Wyatt Russell. You guys know who that is? No. No. The actor, Tom. Right? Yeah, Tom, you know who that is, right? Kurt Russell's son. He was just in oh, okay. the Winter Soldier. Okay. He played hockey for Brampton Junior A. Really? Just kind of really? sick. Yeah. I and now he he's like, now he's, uh, what's his name? Captain America. Yeah. And he's in Goon too. There's a little fun fact. He's also in 22 Jump Street, right? Yeah. He's actually sneaky been in it a lot. Apparently he's also a real hockey player too. Well, your dad being Kurt Russell and your – who's he married to again? Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Your helped. dad literally coached the 1980 <laughs> team, so yeah, you better be good. Again! <laughs> I, I, I want to believe that that was the Russell home backyard. Uh, Kurt Russell dressed as from Miracle, just yelling again over and over while Wyatt skated laps. <laughs> Bag skated him. So does that mean he's so Wyatt Russell is what the stepbrother of Kate Hudson? Yeah. Is that how that works? That is how it works. It's a pretty famous family, I'd say. 
I played 40 games with some Brampton Capitals. Wow. Dude, now that I look at this guy, I just I looked up, I just Googled Wyatt Russell because I wanted to see what he looked like. Because I haven't followed that show yet. The I will watch it, the Captain America one, but I haven't yet. It's good. This is the guy, this is the guy from 22 Jump Street that yeah, I, just, I recognize him immediately. That that bazooka. Do you already say that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. The bazooka and he had the thing on yeah. his Yeah, sorry, I didn't hear you say that. Yeah. Him and Channing Tatum were like the they were like headbutting each other, like just getting psyched. They were like a couple of gronks on that team. Yeah. <laughs> That was a that was a good movie. Twenty one and twenty two Jump Street. Yeah, they were. Well, this guy has one of the most recognizable like faces ever. I feel like, like I had no idea that was Kurt Russell's son, but now that I see him, I feel like yeah, he's been in so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, like uh, Goon Two, he just got the shit kicked out of him. Doug by Doug Glatt. <laughs> he's he does his thing, man. Shout out Wyatt Russell. It's a good little segue into the duck segment. Yeah, last week me and Adam kind of broke down some uh, film. Uh, became a few reviewers. Thought about starting a YouTube page reviewing uh, Mighty Ducks, but uh, Cameron and Ben dipped their toe in the series this week. So, uh, what are your thoughts? So I got two episodes in. I don't know how far you are in, Ben. Four. Jeez. Uh, so watching it right away. It, it was off to a rough start. Like I said, I texted you guys and it was like two minutes in and there's the kid who does the podcast who ends up being on the team anyways, but just listen he's to the, them. He's the best listen character on the show. And listen to the hockey moms for the first two minutes. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. And then as the first episode went on, it definitely got better. Uh, but then starting episode two where the mom's the coach and she's, like doing a first practice and they're all sitting around passing the puck, but like literally the first practice, they're not other. even on the ice. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm the saying. first practice, they sit in the circle, getting awards. Yeah, and they're handing the puck to each other and saying who they are on the inside and on the outside. I'm like, this, <laughs> this isn't good. This isn't how you build a winning hockey team. But well, then, they're, you they're know, Coop there. 13, Coop 13 is sick on shell. Uh, absolutely horrendous on the ice. Couldn't figure out how to move his glove hand because he didn't have the X button with him. So, realistically, though, like, why did they think that would transfer over so easily? Like, it's not like Ninja is like a uses his Fortnite skills and is like, uh, as they saw his reflexes in the point. cafeteria. <laughs> good point, dude. It was in his basement when they there first a cafeteria scene, yeah. When they're like recruiting all the players now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they first find this guy, they track down his gamer tag and just show up in his basement. Just happened to be like, in the same city. Yeah, they're like, hey, do you want to play on our hockey team? And he's like, do I have to go upstairs? <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, like it would be outside an actual rank. And he's like, no, nah, and then I'd have to put pants on. And then they just start throwing stuff at him and he's swatting everything. So, like, wow, look at your reflexes. And then you put him on ice and he forgets how to move. So Yeah, and all of a sudden he doesn't have reflexes. Yeah. They all right, steal so there's, all their there's equipment. Kate's summary of one to two. Ben, what's your three, four summary? I, I love it. I love the whole show. Like, don't get me wrong, the acting's terrible. It's cheesy, it's cliche, you know it's gonna happen, but like I'm watching it with a smile on my face. Like I enjoy it. It's a good time. And, Brings yeah, up good conversation straight, with the boys. So just straight nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, and so the latest episode, 
Pompey finally gets on the bench. He's an assistant. Yeah, I'm at the point. I'm at the point now where he still hates hockey. Yeah, well, he he finally just started liking hockey six episodes in. Uh, it might be a bit of a spoiler, but I have a prediction based on the last episode. I do you know who I think is going to be the head coach? Mm, I think Charlie they're going to. Yeah, they're going to rope in Captain Charlie Conway. That's what me and Curtis were talking about whether he's not he's going to be in it or not, and I think he is just because oh, like if be he in. wasn't, they wouldn't even have mentioned him. Exactly, he'll be in, man. Yeah, because they literally said like he chose not to come to this because he thought that you like hated us. But now that they find out that he doesn't, like he's definitely coming back. Well, and then the in the scene when they were all talking at the ice palace, him and the old team, they're like, Oh, we texted Charlie. He said he's gonna he's gonna catch up or something like that. They made some sort of comment like that. I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna bring this guy in, he's gonna be the head coach. Some of them look the exact same, and then like Guy Germain, like I did not recognize. Oh, not at all. Banks looks the exact same. Uh, Aberman looks the exact yeah. same. <laughs> Fulton Reed, it's weird because everyone caught up to him height wise, so now he just kind of looks like he doesn't look intimidating. He just looks like a washed up. Well, he was a construction guy, so he actually kind of looked. You know what I mean? Like the thing that I hated, like you know, like. Everyone's obviously praising them, the whole, like, gala and stuff, like, the old ducks. Like, everyone's, like, bowing down to them. And then they come out for a practice. And, like, what's her face? What's the girl's name? Connie Murrell. Connie? Yeah. She's, like, skiing out like a tripod. Like, she, like, couldn't even stand with her stick. I was, like, these are the ducks that everyone's, like, praising. This girl can't even ski. (laughs) And then there's a clip of, like, Bombay supposed to be, like, this NHL prospect. There's a clip of him like, taking slap shots on the ice, and he can't even raise the puck. He was also he's just in slap shots boots. across the. He was also just chilling on the ice in work boots, and like his slap shot was like swinging a golf club. He like back and <laughs> like yeah. man, you maybe shouldn't have, you should have got an Emilio Esfis stunt double for that because that looked like a guy who doesn't play hockey. I yeah. I did like that episode better than any of the other ones just because of all the nostalgia of them bringing back the whole, the whole, well, most of the old team. There were some notable people missing. No Goldberg, probably because the actor's in rehab. No Russ Tyler, <laughs> probably filming yeah. Saturday Night Live. Uh, who else was missing? Dean Portman, the other Bash Portman, brother. Yeah. No, no uh, Julie the Cat. Am I spoiling oh, this too much can for afford everyone to come back? Cam and Ben here? No, no, you're good. I'm still going to watch it anyways. Yeah. Oh, they didn't have the cowboy there? Bane Robertson? <laughs> Great <laughs> day for <laughs> hockey, ain't it? <laughs> the cowboy Kenny with the last was zone. there. Yeah. Yeah, they, they got one of the Bash brothers in there. Old Kenny Wu. I, I, I did think that was a better episode and hopefully like they do more hockey stuff as opposed to all like the stupid things that they can get into that annoys me like that sleepover from like if these guys miraculously win the cup like it's ridiculous yeah well I like, they're, like, I like... one in six well, do they end up getting like more players on the team throughout the year because yeah. right now they still have six guys so I'm like that's you can't win any games with six players they make some. No, they still only have like seven, I think. They just oh, picked yeah, up yeah. the two yeah. Czech guys that don't speak English. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think yeah. those two could actually be great. It's like, uh, kicking, it's and like kicking and screaming. Yeah, yeah. get the ball to the Italians. 
like the, just those two silent Czech Republic twins are just sitting there in the lobby and they're like, uh, who are these kids? And the one chick's <laughs> like, oh, they're the, they're the whatever brothers. They don't speak English though. And like, they're just, they just speechless. They're just, they just sitting there. Just nod to everything. Yeah. I feel like they're going to like be like Daniel and Henrik Sedin out there, man. They're going to do some weird shit and start roofing the puck. I think that, I think that was a nice pickup for Bombay and the squad. So when do the episodes come out? Friday. Friday night. Friday. Yep. I don't know how many more episodes are left in the season, though. Pretty sure I looked it up, and there's ten. I want to say. Really? So don't quote. Don't quote me on that. I won't quote you on that, but that sounds like it could be right. Are they saving the? Like eventually, they're going to have to change over to a different jersey, right? Like they're not sticking with the dome bothers. I hope so, man. They got to throw on the old Ducks look. Start calling Here's themselves the, the Mighty Ducks. Because I think the team, team name is awful. The jerseys <laughs> are pretty nice. Oh, yeah. The jerseys actually do look kind of nice. But the Don't Bothers, that's such a stupid name. So that's kind of our uh, Mighty Ducks minute. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Those two complaints were my only thing. Is He can't take a slap shot and what's-her-face was a tripod out there. Yep. Yeah, also, they, adding on to what Ben said quick, on Wikipedia, it says that there's going to be 10 episodes. All right, so we're 60% of the way through. So you didn't actually add on. You just I was going to say, what is that adding? <laughs> well, just confirming, <laughs> confirming what Ben said. 10 episodes. All right, so I think we could move away from the docs here. Um, I think we would be missing a huge opportunity that with – Blake back in action. We don't ask him for some Blue Jays talk. Uh, I'll let you kind of, I'll let you run the plays here. I just gave you the ball. Blake, this is your segment. You can dribble the ball up, uh, do what you want. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Is, is what we thought he would be finally. Bo Bichette is an extra base hit machine. George Springer has tired legs. <laughs> um, <laughs> George Springer's bomb yesterday still is not. Yeah, that thing yeah, was ginormous. Back. Yeah, that thing, that thing has tired legs. Like that left the bat, yeah. and it was like not even on screen anymore. Like yeah, when they tried yeah. to show it going you out, could, like it was you never saw the they, they, they couldn't find it. They couldn't find it. It was gone. That was like a Stanton bomb. It was estimated yeah. four seventy, but it was probably five hundred. <laughs> yeah, five seventy. Um. What else do I want to say? Telez being gone was sort of the right move. He sucks. Randall Gritchick finally figured it out. I got to give him some credit. Yeah. I have really been hard on that guy for like five years, but. Is he, he still hot though? Yeah, he is. He is still, he's been hot the whole year. Yeah. The Oscar, I would like to see do a little more, but he's been hurt. Um, was he the one that had COVID or? Yeah, he did. Or yeah, he had COVID. Yeah, you're right. Because I know um, him and someone else hit the. IL same day pretty much. So I couldn't remember if it was mm-hmm. the same with COVID or I'm ready to uh I'm ready to be playing Espinal over Biggio at third, if I'm yeah. being honest. I've given I'm kind of giving up on Biggio. Biggio's bat isn't nearly good enough for to be to be a guaranteed everyday guy. It's crazy. And his defense compared to Espinal is night and day. Yeah. And Espinal honestly right now Espinal's hitting better than him too. Yeah. Do I expect that to last forever? No. Yeah. But he is right now, so I don't understand how you can ever justify not having Espinal in. Exactly. Right Even if he can't hit a lick, just his defense alone should put him ahead of Biggio. 
Yeah, and when Espinal plays, it also grinds my gears that Bichette is the third best shortstop in our infield, and he's yeah. playing shortstop. Yeah. Um, he needs to figure out his throws and his picking up routine ground balls. Yeah. Um, I think in the short term, they might actually, just for this year, if Bichette keeps fumbling it, they might move Semyon back over. They, got, they have to. It's not, put, either put Espinal in and put Bichette at second and Semyon at third, or just put Bichette at second and Semyon at shortstop and leave Espinal at third. Do something. like He can't keep going. You can't have a shortstop that's like is he leading the league in errors? He's got to be. I haven't looked, but he must be. A ball a game. You should, like, yeah, you shouldn't be holding your breath every time a routine ground ball is at yeah. the shortstop. In the yeah. bigs, like there are only thirty of those jobs in the world. They're usually like the slickest fielders, and yeah, I'm scared every time a ball goes that way. Yeah, like Buck and Tabby were waxing poetic about how Bichette was uh, getting pointers from Willie Adamas. And I like, yeah. oh, figuring it out. And then literally right after they said that, like ball hit to him and he just I would love to, I would love to I would love to yeah. I would love to know what pointers they think Willie Adamas can give him. Like don't boot the easy one. Yeah. <laughs> like does he not know that one? But like don't literally, throw it away. literally like timing couldn't have been better. Like he just like awful throw air like and they're like oh just as we were just as we were saying dude buck and pat just say whatever they want and it never makes any sense i remember specifically there was one the other day where like richick was going back to on a ball to center field um and it was like in the sun and pat was like look at this richick never takes his eye off the ball because if he did he wouldn't be able to find it in because it's right in the sun and that literally shows the replay richick looks at the wall (laughs) looks back up at the ball and sees it finally catches it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah they make shit up man yeah um pitching has been okay robbie ray i gotta throw like he's been good and, and steven matz has been pretty good and matz has been really good too yeah. ryu i hope he's only really gone 10 days like they're saying but i'm, yeah. I'm a little worried their bullpen's been um, good enough that they can just bullpen's been yeah it's been, bullpen fine. Day. it's been fine yeah what else they finally got rid of roar which is massive yeah. Like that was the best thing I've ever read in my whole life. I yeah. have never gotten an update. I've never gotten an update to my phone that made me fist pump harder than that. Yeah. I gotta say. <laughs> like I uh, I figured if he was that bad, like they would they would just eat the money on it. They've done that too much like in the past four years that they would just draw the line in the same with Roark. His leash was longer than it should have been. I got like still like as like a freshly signed guy though, like they were quicker to get rid of Tulowitzki and Martin because they were banged up. I'm just saying like, they're not afraid to eat bad contracts. Kendris Morales was another guy. Like if a guy sucks, they'll guy. move him along. Like the Blue Jays aren't the Oakland A's where they have to, if they sign a bad contract, they have to live with it and play the guy till he dies. Yeah. I just, I feel like our leash is still too long. Like I compare us, like maybe I shouldn't, but I watched the Yankees and the second you stop performing there, you're gone. Oh, we're not the Yankees. Yeah, I know. No, man. Uh, Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez, Gary Sanchez not performing as he's still hitting 25 bombs a year. That's true. Like that's different. Like that's different than Tanner Roark not performing. His ERA is a million. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anthony Rizzo is a better pitcher than Tanner Roark. (laughs) <laughs> I one thing I'll never get about baseball is how Tanner Roar gets absolutely lit up, but Tommy Malone's ERA is actually not too bad, and he tops out at eighty-two till yesterday. <laughs> yeah, 
But still, like Roar. Yeah, no, I I hear what you're saying. Yeah, Roar couldn't get a single pitch past anyone, and he throws <laughs> at least like seven miles an hour harder. Like what? I feel like there's I feel like there's a certain range of velo that's like perfectly hittable. Yeah. For at every level of baseball, like obviously Roark against us, it would be pretty quick. But um, I could lay down. I feel like for the big, I feel like for the big leagues, like 88 is so slow that it messes with them more than like a 92 from Roark does. You know, like it's like in the perfect range, it's just meatballs to them yeah. at 92. That could be. Yeah, because like Mark Burley and Zach Granke, they they live low 80s. I feel like if you're gonna be slow, you gotta be slow. You yeah. can't be, you can't be 92 anymore. Yeah, which is kind of wild to say. And you also, if you are 92, you can't throw it down the pipe every single pitch. Yeah. With no breaking stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, that's the thing. Uh, it's not like Hinjin Ryu throws 100. He just paints corners and has movement yeah. and a sick change. I just find it funny because my whole life, or, like, since Josh Towers was a J, like, Zach loves to do the Josh Towers impression. You know what I'm talking about, Ben? Where he, like, yeah, just, like, he, like pretends looks, to throw, and then yeah. he just quick, like, almost yeah. whiplashes his neck to be looking at the wall because it's just getting lit up. I'm like, Tanner Roark is worse than Josh Towers was. Like, every single pitch is a, just laced to the wall. Do you know who's on my hat? Josh Towers. Gone Josh Towers should have been better than he was, if I'm being honest. Him and Dave Bush. Dave Bush. <laughs> Those two, like, they literally got – DFA'd by the Jays like within weeks of me getting their autograph. Actually, I don't think Dave Bush was a DFA, but still, he got thrown into the Overbay trade. Is Jesse Carlson on that hat? I think so. That that sounds like Scott Downs for sure. Casey Jansen for sure. What was the the dirtiest pickoff move? Jesse Litch. Jesse Litch. Jesse Litch. I got, I have Jesse Litch. Dustin McGowan. Maybe not McGowan. Maybe not McGowan. I think Jesse Litch had a was it a no hitter or a shut? I think it was a no hitter. Like with eight and two thirds. No, it was a shutout with eight and two thirds in his first career start. Yeah. And then they and then they yanked him. Yeah. That was <laughs> against the that? Orioles, right? I think so. It was a one nothing game, so it wasn't that bad that they yanked him because he had a he had a base yeah. runner and they had to like ensure they won the game. But that would suck. Your first career start, you almost throw a CG shutout and you get yanked with a, like two outs in the ninth. Yeah, there was a point people thought he was going to be a legit part of the rotation for a while. Speaking of old Jays pitchers, I was kind of like the league leaders in ERA, and Matt Boyd is like up there. Oh, yeah. Matt Boyd was leading the league in strikeouts two years ago. Yeah. In like into July. Him in North like, for the price trade, right? Yeah. I, did that, I would do that trade a million times over. Oh, yeah. For that player? Yeah. Other guys yeah, can do. Yeah. And then obviously you do the uh, Donaldson trade a million times over. Yeah. When you yeah. said you never fist pumped harder at a notification, I was going to say you fist pumped pretty hard when you got that Donaldson notification. That's oh, true. Man. I That's true. Remember we were in Cam's, uh, yeah, actually we were in Meg's dorm room. And I remember yeah. you got the notification and we were playing beer pong. Good times. Yeah. I was so good old days, huh? I was through the moon when I saw that, man. That was an what absolute a, fleece. That was an absolute trade. fleece. Franklin Barreto still hasn't made it, really. Yeah. He was the one guy that, like, I was worried about. And at the same time, I'm like, we just got an MVP in his prime. Who cares if Franklin Barreto pans out? And I don't. What about I the guy they I traded for? Have. What about the guy they traded for Batista? And he had, like, one career double oh, run. Um, what was that guy's name? Robinson Diaz. Oh, yeah. yeah. Robinson Diaz, yeah. Even the, the one trade that at the time I was like, this is stupid, was the Tulo trade. 
but at the time Hoffman, I was yeah. so I was so I was so sold on us going all in I'm like whatever but even that I thought Hoffman was gonna be a stud but he hasn't done anything either no he's actually he's bad and Castro is bad too yeah but that Jake, didn't pan out the, that didn't pan out that one didn't pan out the way I thought it would I thought yeah. we were gonna regret that one Sean Nolan and yeah. Kendall Graveman aren't any good either they were also in the Donaldson trade I'm starting to think prospects actually don't matter <laughs> Man, I say, this, I say this. You guys, you guys know Jake Near, right? I say this to Jake Near all the time. I'm like, prospects don't matter. The only thing that matters is the big league team. Unless it's Bichette and Vladdy, then you hold on to them. Okay, if you're if your prospects are in the top life. 100, if they're in the top 100, they might ma- they might matter. Everyone else, who cares? Who cares? They're all just capital to get. Franklin Barreto is a top 100 guy. Same with Jeff Hoffman and Daniel. Yeah, Nolan. but they were but they were going for it though. That's different. Top 100 guys when you're going for it. Are expendable that's true but i i don't know if if the jays were going for it and had to offer up vladdy i would feel queasy right now watching him hit dingers we didn't even have team. him we didn't even have him at the time he was we like him in 2016 we saw him in 2016 wouldn't he have been 2016 they were still a playoff team yeah, but when they went for it, it was 2015. Wasn't yeah, but I'm really saying the next year, if they decided to go for it round two and traded oh, yeah. Vladdy for... Well, dude, Shapiro and Atkins are not the Cowboys Anthopolis was. For sure not. I... If, we ha- if we had Vladdy in 2015 and when Anthopolis was doing it, he might have traded him for, like, Kershaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Kershaw's still good. That trade... Who says No. <laughs> Uh, I I I think Vladdy's unbelievable though, and hopefully we get to watch him in a Blue Jays uniform for a long, long time. Dude, I'm I'm ready to lock him up, sign him to, for 15 years. Yeah. Give him a blank check. Dude, they, guy had guy had two terrible seasons and one good month. I'm ready. I'm ready to lock him up. Do the Acuna lock him up now, or the Aussie Al's Albies where he signed for like 20 mil think, total? Yeah, I don't think that's gonna over happen, five but. years. I don't think that one's going to happen. Yeah. I am ready to commit to him, though. Like, he looks good. Like, do you see he already has more walks this year than he had all of last season? No, but that seems impossible. But that's something. Yeah. I'll take that. That's that's both a testament to how good he was and how mediocre he was last year. Mm. Everyone's scared of him now, man. He's. I swear, like, when I'm watching the games, he gets so many four-pitch walks, too. Like, they're not even, like, they're not even pretending to yeah. pitch to him. Yeah, he's sick. And yeah, the Bichetta shortstop thing, I think they're going to give him a bit more rope just as a courtesy to him because he is a core guy and they don't want him to hate being there. You know what I mean? Oh, I totally I totally agree. That's the only reason. I think you there. play him until he says, I can't be missing this anymore. And he come, mm-hmm. has it come to Jesus moment about going to second. And then from there, either, either until that or until they're making a run and they're like, hey, like, you have to go to second base for the rest of this year. We'll look at you again in the spring. Yeah. Well, in the spring, I'm like, the Jays are apparently going to be in the free agent mix again. And Seeger and Trevor Story are two of the top. Like, this yo, is- Trevor Story. Imagine that. Man. And Seeger even- wouldn't be bad either. Get a lefty in that lineup. Yeah, I want Freeman. I want for Freddie Freeman as the left in that lineup. Good Canadian boy. And then they still have Groshans and Austin Martin who can both play shortstop in the long term. Like there's there's some options other than Bichette is all I'm saying. I'm not. I think this year you kind of play him until he 
he admits, like put Simeon over there and then we can go from there. I think long-term mm-hmm. he's for sure a second baseman. I agree. Like he's a good athlete, has a fine arm. It's just kind of like his, for him to get a good throw off, he doesn't have a quick enough throw. I he's guess. a long arm. Yeah. yeah. Like his throwing motion is long. So he, if he bobbles every- it, he, he can't run. The second he bobbles, yeah, he has to rush. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. He rushes every play, so he boots a bunch. And the second he boots it, he's toast because he doesn't. A, he doesn't have enough arm strength to make up for it. He's yeah. an, he's okay arm strength, but it's not it's not elite. Yeah. And it's such a long throwing motion; it takes too much time. Like yeah, yeah. I think a move over to second would be perfect. Injury wise, the Jays like it's wild that they're what fourteen and twelve, and they've like it seems like every mm-hmm. week a new kind of regular guy goes down for them, and then it's just kind of next man up. And, yeah, uh, they put three more guys on the injured list this morning. Yeah, so. and then they activated Stripling and uh, called up Riley Adams. Yeah, and who knows? Like, sprain your eyes, this tired legs thing. Like, hopefully that's all it is. Or he could be going back to the injured list too. Apparently Riley Adams, they kind of low-key think – like, they think he's kind of the long-term answer there. Like, as good of a bat as uh, – oh, why am I blanking on his name? The chubby guy. I, Ali, Alejandro. Kirk. I've been spitting around too much, like, draft names and shit. So, Kirk, yeah. Uh, Kirk, as good of a bat as he's shown early on, apparently from what I've read, a lot of people are high on Riley Adams as kind of the, like, future guy back there. Yeah, I mean, people were high on Jansen too. Yeah. Well, no, like – Patrick saying- are so unpredictable. I'm saying as like Look at this. Okay, who's this guy in the White Sox? Has anyone ever heard of that guy before now? Mercedes? No. He's a catcher. Man, I found out, like, I saw he was raking. I'm like, wow, like, another stud prospect. I assumed he was an outfielder. Another stud prospect for the White Sox coming in, like, like Robert and Jimenez and all these guys. I look him up. He's a catcher. And he's, like, leading the league and hitting. I'm like, when was the last time that happened? Joe Mauer, it probably would have been. Yeah, Buster Posey, I guess maybe. Yeah, those are those are. Two and I've never like the thing is I I have never heard of this guy, personally. Is he a young maybe. dude? I don't. I think he's twenty six, maybe. <laughs> uh, I this is off topic a bit because I was trying to. I got when you said um, the White Sox guy, I got him mixed up with the fat Twins catcher. Oh, uh, that guy's a tank. I can't remember his name, so I literally typed in Minnesota Twins fat guy. And <laughs> literally first thing that popped up, Williams Astor Dio, yeah. Yeah. I I literally typed in Minnesota Twins fat guy and like first picture is him with like five chins sliding into home. You couldn't type in his position, you just typed in fat guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally, man. <laughs> now first. I want to see this. First result. Yo, I've been speaking, of the, speaking of the twins, Byron Buxton has figured it out, eh? Yeah. Talk about a guy that I, I had him labeled as a bust. Yeah. Or at least just an average guy where it was like he kind of for a while I thought he was kind of like Billy Hamilton, where it was like, oh, all that yeah. minor league hype. Obviously, he was a better like Billy Hamilton was never pegged as a number one prospect in baseball, but I thought like, oh, was it was Buxton a first overall pick or is he a number one prospect or both? Both. He was for sure the number one prospect in baseball going into his rookie year. There was a lot of hype around it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, everyone was crazy about him. 
and he's and figured he's, it out. Like, yeah, he looks good. He looked good at the end of last year, and he looks good now. Blake, have you ever looked at like the Josh Naylor tweets? No. Apparently, like all Cleveland, like hates him. Everyone Why? just ripped on his fielding. I don't know. I guess he makes like a ton of it, errors in the outfield. Yeah, I could I could believe that he made a ton of errors in the outfield back then too. Is he hitting well? I think he's hitting like two sixty five. So yeah, like never walks though. Like he hits like two sixty five, and his OBP is like two eighty eight. True. Is he playing every day? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Are they gonna? How long? What's Jose Ramirez's contract look like? What's his deal? Is he available? Could we snag him? Can he play shortstop? No. <laughs> no. I know he's a third base. Like I know, I know he's a third baseman. But he's a switch hitter, so like we need someone that hits left-handed at least sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I I completely agree with that. I think. Um, well, if you brought him on board, you, you don't have to worry about Biggio like three hopping it. Bring him. Yeah, in. I'm. I'm. Biggio doesn't. Biggio doesn't fit the team anymore, man. He's not hitting well enough, and there's just no position for him anymore. Yeah. Like, I've kind of read that like he's never been a big like exit velocity guy, but usually um he has such a good eye that pitchers would have a hard time like hitting his strike zone, and then all of his hits were just like a pitcher mistake down the middle. Mm-hmm. And now, like, pitchers are apparently just – they've clued into the fact when he actually does swing. It doesn't do much. Anything behind it. So they're just, like, actually just painting the strike zone on him. And he's, like, yeah. now on base isn't even that good. Like, he's just kind of drowning right now. Yeah, yeah. So not Yeah, a- he's drowning. And like I said, there's no position for him. Like, they're, they're forcing him into third, and it's not working. Like, yeah. And there's nowhere in the outfield for him. We're already one outfielder too many without him considered. Yeah, you know? Chuck's showing out. Yeah, I don't know. He might just be a bench, a bench bat that can play anywhere in a pinch. If they want to leave him, if they want to leave him in that role, fine. Yeah. But that's not what they're using him for right now. And I'm ready to do something about it. Like I'm ready. Espinal needs to start playing, in my opinion. Yeah. Like. I heard some stat the other day. It's like the Jays had 12. This is a few games back, but they had 12 errors and 11 of them were from the left side of the infield. And I'm like, I believe it. That can't happen. Like, come on. Yeah. That's, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't enjoy watching that aspect of it. In general, I think their defense has cleaned up a bit. Guriel from still, last year, sure. Guriel sure. still takes some weird routes to the ball, but he still has. Yeah, but he also still hoses guys. Yeah. It's crazy. Like how good his arm is, and then it's yeah, yeah. I've I've liked when they've had like Palacios or um, Davis. Mm-hmm. Like they've both been good defensively, and then Gritchuk's always fine out there. Uh, Semyon's an upgrade over what Biggio was last year. Uh, Vlad's like way better than last year. Yeah, he's still not very good, but he's passable now. Yeah. Yep, they got to clean up the left side, and then I think the defense will be much like it. I think it'll kind of hold its own after that. That's mm-hmm. Jay's talk right there for anyone listening back home. Jay's talk to cover like all we missed the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we had to. That was bottled up. Jay's talk. We we needed our Jay's guy here to to really flesh that out. 
Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really watched much. I can't say much 30 minutes later. <laughs> That's kind of like... Compared to, compared to normal, like, I usually don't miss a game. Yeah, it's like yeah. Tom about Canadian golfers and tennis. <laughs> or boxing. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Blake looks lost here. You, you got to listen back, Blake, to get that reference. <laughs> All right. The, the loyal listeners, they know what that was about. So I guess let's just kind of wrap it up here. Um, so last week we did some stardom, bench, and sit-ums. Uh, Adam has a list we haven't got to, and if we need to do a bit more time killer, I got a few in the chamber that I wrote just before we hopped on in case Adam wasn't ready. So. All right, I have a bunch. I'm looking at them now. Like A lot aren't that good, but there's a couple of good ones. Um, the first one is Hangover. Super bad stepbrothers. For me, I th- oh, I was uh, never mind. What did it start one bench one cut one? Yeah, I'll Super cut stepbrothers. I'll cut stepbrothers. I find stepbrothers a little overrated. I um, like stepbrothers a lot, but I super I might bad. have to cut hangover. Yeah, I'm starting super bad benching hangover, cutting um, stepbrothers. Superbad might legitimately be the funniest movie I've ever seen. And <laughs> I'll still watch it once a year and it still holds up. Like I still laugh at the same jokes every time. For the for me, like those three are the three most quoted movies ever to me. Yeah. I I, I completely agree. Anchorman kind of gets tossed in there a bit too for quote quotable kind of comedies from that era. Uh, I think I'll cut I'll I'll do what Cam did and cut the hangover. I haven't seen the stepbrothers in a while though, but that used to be one of my favorite movies back in like high school, but I haven't seen it since high school. Super bad. I think it's funny. Watch. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't like it. It's just, I think it's a little overrated. Yeah. Super bad. I other two. Watch once a year though. Like I, yeah. Super bad. Yeah. I don't know. Like that might be the hardest one. What about I was that? thinking, I was thinking cut hangover. Yeah. Start super bad bench step brothers. Yeah, I think that's what me and Tom are saying. I I pretty much echo every single thing Blake said. I love step brothers, but I do think it's slightly overrated. Super bad, exactly like you said, Tom. It's definitely one of the funniest movies of all time. Like no debate on that. Hangover is solid, so I go start super bad bench. Hangover, hangover, and step brothers is tough. But I'd probably go hangover by a by a slim margin. Yeah, me too. Slim, slim margin for me as well. All right, second one, sports movies. Uh, I think this one's pretty easy, but remember the Titans, Rudy and Blindside. I'll cut the Blindside. I'm starting yeah, Remember the Titans for yeah, sure. Big time. That's starting the Titans without a doubt. I've never even seen Rudy, so I feel like. I'll bench I'm gonna cut. Side. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut the blind side yeah. and bench Rudy. She had a is that, you, is that what you're expecting, lights. Adam? Is that what you said? It's easy. Oh, I would cut Rudy. I'm not a Rudy guy. Buddy, I'm, I'm not really a Rudy, Rudy guy or a blind side guy. I was debating starting blind side. I love the blind side. Yeah. Oh really? Not a big blind. No, side. I'm. You, I got. I got to start. Remember the Titans. Yeah, remember it. the Titans was unbelievable. Our for whatever reason in English class we watched that like once a semester in high school i don't know what that had to do with it <laughs> and i don't know why different teachers were showing it to us like grade 
10, 11, 12? Like what? I definitely watched it a couple times at school too, for sure. I watched it at school, but I don't think it was an English class. I think it was like rainy days in gym class. It's probably history <laughs> class, if we're being honest. I do don't know. No rhyme yeah. or reason to yeah. our English the class. Bill, teacher Bill. Was. <laughs> we are the Titans. They randomly sing a lot in that movie. Like, yeah, they do. They just, I like it. It's good. What about like I? You guys like Friday Night Lights? If you toss that yes. in there, I think that would. Uh, that would. I'm still starting to remember the Titans, but I'm I'm benching Friday Night Lights and I'm cutting whichever one else you're leaving. I cut there. Rudy for uh, Friday Night Lights. Yes, yes, yes. I would bench Rudy for Friday Night Lights. Yeah, Friday Night Lights. Remember the Titans, Rudy. You're starting Rudy. Yeah, as a Notre Dame fan, I have to start Rudy. The perilous, very unreal, or what's the word? None of it actually happened. Yeah, it's fabricated. Oh yeah, yeah, none of it. None of it really happened. Yeah, they, but they probably told story. my kid to get lost. <laughs> I shoved them in a locker and said, "Yeah, but we're not talking. We're not talking about the real story. We're talking about the sports movie, and the movie was pretty sick." <laughs> I told him to get lost. <laughs> but yeah, I've heard the same. I've heard that none of it like really actually happened. Yeah, yeah. I which who is interviewed about it on Pardon My Take and it was like the they, quarterback of Notre Dame at the time, I believe. I can't literally remember Hulk, who it was. Yeah. Like one of the best NFL quarterbacks of all time. I'm just blanking. Didn't on he that. say he pretty much gets tired about of being asked yeah. about Rudin? He's like, Yeah, none of this happened. Yeah, he's uh, he's like, no one talked to him ever. <laughs> <laughs> and even when like even when like the Rudy moment happened, like from the movie, they're like, no one like lifted him on their shoulders. And, like, <laughs> we're like, okay, cool. We're that kind of ruins the movie. Was it Joe Montana that said this? What? Was it Joe Montana that said this? Yeah, Joe Montana for sure. I was blanking on the name. Like, I, it wasn't Dan Marino. Like, I knew it was, like, one of those guys. No, Joe Montana definitely went to Notre Dame. I yeah. think he's probably in that movie, is he? It was Joe Montana for sure. Yeah, he said yeah. in an interview, like, yeah, no one, like, <laughs> the, the movie's, like, not true at all. <laughs> I'm going to go another one? Yeah, sure, man. Are they all movie ones? No. Okay. Um, those are probably the best ones, though. I think the rest are kind of easy. I have Insta, Twitter, and TikTok. Okay, start TikTok for sure. Thanks to TikTok. Yeah, with all your references today, I figured yeah. you're gonna TikTok is yeah, TikTok gets different these days. Um starting TikTok, I'll cut Instagram and I'll bench Twitter. I'm gonna start Twitter, bench TikTok, cut Instagram. Yeah, I agree with Cam, what he just said. Like, TikTok's great, and I spent probably way too much time on it. But when it comes to, like, what I actually use the most, it's still Twitter. Yeah, I agree with Cam in there. I don't really have um, – I don't have too much to elaborate on. That's just kind of – Instagram, I don't use nearly as much. Well, I yeah, guess I'll I'm, scroll through it. I mean, I, I didn't even have Instagram for, like, four years. Yeah. So that was an easy cut for me. I didn't have Instagram for four days last week. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know when you were new? Yeah, when you posted that picture, I was like, I had no idea. Well, I can't pretend I no that I'd, I'd cut Instagram because it very clearly did not work. I went back looking for the public statement saying I'm taking a break from social media for a little while. That wasn't there. Yeah, I dropped it you on a Friday morning and I posted the next Wednesday. Adam literally <laughs> disappeared without telling anybody and then showed up like everyone was supposed to be shocked. 
Like I saw Adam deleted it and I texted him like, oh, what's that about? And he's like, just wanted to kind of take a break, <laughs> get away from it, man. I've been on Instagram too much. <laughs> and then like, within the week, man. I got the notification this morning that my screen time went way up in the last week. So that shows that as soon as I got Instagram back. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. You've fallen back into your old ways, man. You gotta, you gotta cut back. You, you need a like a sponsor to help you through it. Like when you think about using Instagram, text your sponsor, and they'll talk you through not using. Do you want to be that guy? Sure, man. <laughs> You'll get a text about every three minutes. <laughs> okay, last one. Team, Last one I got is McDonald's Wendy's Burger King. That's kind of easy. Uh, that's easy. McDonald's yeah, start hundred percent. You gotta start. You gotta start day. McDonald's. Uh, yeah. Wendy's. Um, benching that. BK. Yeah. Yeah. Smell ya. Smell ya. I would like, probably I, cut McDonald's. Although too. I know uh, Tom and no, Blake you were wouldn't. big Whopper Wednesday guys for a while. Yeah, I had it once. I had it once. <laughs> <laughs> With McDonald's. Whopper Wednesday guys. Well, I thought you guys got it all the time when you worked at uh, Northland. No. Yeah. There's like a three-week stretch. McDonald's is too good to cut. (laughs) McDonald's is just everywhere. One Whopper in my life. I've never had Wendy's. Missing out. Baconator is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Wendy's is very good. You're actually comparing the food. I think McDonald's is the worst. McDonald's is just everywhere, and it has like the biggest value picture. McDonald's food is not dollar drink days. Come on. A Whopper? A Whopper's incredible, dude. Whoppers, Whoppers Whoppers are disgusting. I like a Whopper. Whopper I ate over the only Big time Mac. and I will never have it again. The only Whopper time I get Burger Big King Mac is when you sure. stop at one of those like on routes and Burger King is the only fast food place they have. <laughs> so true. That's the only time you get Burger King. Burger King Burger New York fries. Burger King's fries are garbage too. Like yeah. McDonald's like, fries are on like, another I, level. Look, Adam, Whopper, I think a Whopper is so bad that I've never had Wendy's and I'm still going to put them on my bench and I'm cutting Burger King. Never had Wendy's? Whopper no. over Big Mac for sure. Uh, you should get some Wendy's, man. You, it's uh, okay. Weird. I will. <laughs> like it's pretty cheap. It's kind of same price point as McDonald's, really, and it's just slightly better across the board. I've had a Frosty before. I've never had Wendy's like food. Not a big Frosty guy. I'll say that. What about dipping your fries guy? in the? I'm not a big fries and ice cream guy. I know, like that's something people like to do. I tried it. I'm like that. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, man. I'm kind of ready on that. I didn't I, think I'd like it, and then I tried it, and I was like, "Oh, that, it's good." I don't know, man. When I eat my potatoes, I don't think what would make this better. Is... Have you tried it though? Yeah, I have tried it. I I don't see the appeal. I, right. I tried it. Yeah, I, agree it with you. Taste... I agree with you, Tom. I don't think it. People overrate that. It doesn't taste bad, but it just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, add it doesn't really hit, much it doesn't to hit, it. Like... Yeah, yeah, it doesn't hit. I agree, it's fine, but it's not worth obsessing over. Of course, Adam likes it though. He was telling me this week he he likes to put uh, jam calling on him his fat? breakfast sandwiches. No, <laughs> he puts uh, he puts like strawberry jam on his breakfast sandwiches. So of course, he likes fries and ice cream. the whole combo. <laughs> What's the connection there? <laughs> well, like just like putting like ice cream and French fries. I, to me, that is a lot like putting uh, jam on a salty breakfast sandwich. The combo is bacon, egg, cheese, cream cheese. And jam, and it's unreal. It's too much going on there for me. Made it for my mom and dad on Saturday morning, and they both loved it. So, on a bagel or an English muffin? 
I did it on like a brioche bun, but okay, okay, sounds good. I'm with you on that one. Like I, Adam said, you ever try that? I said no. Why? <laughs> oh man, on spin chiclets. They the were spin chiclets crew loves it. Well, so he's like the spin chiclets crew loves it. I'm like, oh yeah, who gave out the recipe? He's like, oh, R.A. I'm like, was it his uncle or something? Take yeah, his R.A.'s favorite uncle. thing. Yeah. Rear admiral is yeah. You can't take team. life advice from R.A. Man. Like he was, he was probably ten edibles deep when he discovered that that combination. He probably's never even had it sober. Don't knock it till you try it. I think that sounds gross, and I won't try it. I'm gonna make you one day, like after, next time we go out drinking and we all like sleep over somewhere. I'm gonna make you one the next morning for breakfast. Not gonna tell you what's in it, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, this is unreal." I couldn't do it. Cream cheese is my least favorite food on yeah. this earth. Really? I, just, I can't do cream Not a cheese. Fan. I like a good cream cheese. I'll gag. Yeah, okay, like I'm not, I'm not, uh, I won't say I'll never try it, but I just don't think I'd enjoy it. Cottage weekend 2021. I'll make everyone one. Okay. I'll hold Except for that. Ben, apparently. I yeah. could do it with uh, the jam. I'll try that, but just know I can't do the cream cheese. Yeah, I'm on board for that. I'm going to make it however the chef makes it. Because if you start, if you start removing items and that's not the dish that they envisioned. So I'll let Adam, I'll let Adam get in the, in the laboratory, cook me up a breakfast sandwich. I'll be the judge of whether I, I like uh, jam and cream cheese with my, what, what else you put? Bacon, cheese, egg. Yeah. That sounds kind of, uh, <laughs> cream cheese and cheese when you're when you're hung over you'll too eat much man after a watermelon day at the cottage you'll eat it after a watermelon day i i could eat anything man i needed something in my stomach i for how much watermelon i vomited like i didn't probably had back, like eight gatorades the next morning i didn't get back to my playing weight probably for a month after the watermelon day that's a good if you want to cut weight for wrestling, you should have a watermelon day. <laughs> I, the same as eating celery. I guess, yeah. Once you once it all passes through, you'll be down weight, yeah. Exactly. That's what I mean, man. I I was uh ready to like if Cameron was seven foot tall, I could have flying need him after that. You need to do the opposite to get up to one sixty though. Yeah, well if I'm fighting you, what do I have to get up to, man? Uh, I'll let you do the math. Middle you weight between to... us is probably like 220. 220? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, my eyebrows legitimately are hardened. <laughs> middle weight between us is 220. That means I'm walking around at 300. <laughs> well, I, I thought you were being harsh to yourself, man. There's no way there's a scale on earth that would say you're 300 pounds. Come on, man. I would say... I'll meet you at one seventy-five. How long do I got? Like a year. Sure. <laughs> Whenever lockdown ends, we'll fight. <laughs> That's like two months. <laughs> yeah. So I have to starve. Yeah, and I have to binge eat. Yeah, you will not be feeling good for that fight. I don't think I can. I think I could put on that much weight if I 
just eat really unhealthy for that long, but I don't think I can put on that weight and be shredded. You know what I mean? Definitely not. Dude, I like, I eat like crap for a weekend and I feel like the slowest guy on earth. So if you ate that, like, like that for like two months, putting on 30 pounds, yeah. you'd be like the guy from uh super size me. Yeah. It's you. What a callback. Like I used to think McDonald's was like, there was a the devil. Yeah, I, I legitimately didn't eat McDonald's for like five, six years after I watched Super Size Me. And then I started work. I legitimately didn't eat McDonald's until I started working at a McDonald's. And then I started eating it again. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot how good this was. And then the discounts hit. And then I was eating McDonald's every meal with the employee discount. You still get that discount or no? Nah, man. They went digital. I used to just flash my uh, my employee platinum cards. Like I was doing that three years after I I uh, left. The yeah, I remember when we started hanging out in the like third year. Yeah, How man. much was the discount? Like um, twenty percent, I think. It's pretty solid. Twenty five percent. Yeah, it was twenty five percent. Yeah, I I was. Uh, I had it too good for too long. And then they went digital. Like the one time they're like, Oh, what's your pin? I'm like, pardon. <laughs> and they caught you right there. They knew you didn't work there. <laughs> then I showed them my card and they're like, we haven't used that in years. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. So what'd you do at that point? I just ordered. You what are they going to do? Just walk out. What are they going to do? <laughs> I was probably some 14 year old. that didn't yeah, care. They don't care. They don't true. care. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So those days are over. I pay uh, McDonald's full price like a normal person. But yeah, I think this episode. What did you say, Ben? I'm sorry about that. Oh, I called you a peasant. You got to pay full price McDonald's like the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. Back in my glory days, man, like no one, no one worked the grills and vats like me, man. Like it was like a well oiled machine. They're like, oh, we, we need quarter pounders. I'm like, check the tray. And they'd open it up. Eight, uh, eight like perfectly cooked patties ready to go. And they'd be like, wow. Was your ice cream machine always down? Oh, always. <laughs> and like as someone that had to clean it, it really made it unappetizing to think that people ate what came out of it. Ugh. I still ordered ice cream, but like, <laughs> I would clean it and not order it for like a week at least what else was gross was the mcrib i'll never eat one of those after making it <laughs> the smell, like it just like sits there in a vat of barbecue sauce for like hours and it smells awful when you you're done with it i'll never eat a mcrib i eat just about anything and i probably wouldn't even get that the mcrib is like i it turns my stomach thinking about it there, we squeezed a bit more McDonald's talk into it. I think that's kind of it for the episode. Um, we still don't have a professional sounding wind down. Like, uh, like, subscribe, review, follow us where all podcasts are listened to, I suppose. Um, Cameron, and on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. That's yeah. our social media manager right there, out of boy. Follow yeah. us at Bench Life Sports on Twitter at bench underscore life underscore sports on instagram yeah uh leave a review on the podcast five stars only we have any reviews yeah i think matt hewick reviewed 
Um, someone else did for sure. Let me look it up quick. Actually, no, we'll we'll find out for next week. But this is going on for way too long at this point. I think yeah. Blake's asleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much awake. So, anyways, uh, yeah, as you just heard from our social media intern, that's how you can find us. Uh, maybe someday we'll like figure shit out and like have a cooler sign off than this. But um, I think I need like a catchphrase to end out an episode. So tune in next week to hear if we come up with a good closing remark. Cause this, the way this podcast is ending, it's like a fucking wounded horse. Just take it out behind the barn and shoot it. Realistically, none of this is probably making the actual podcast. You drinking before noon? You filling up the sink with all of your empty cans? It's what you're not on the lease. I'm trying to tell you. You're always asleep.